Offhand with Stephen and Lydia. I'm Stephen. And I'm Lydia. Welcome. Welcome. We're glad you're joining us. Yes. Are you ready, Puppet Podsters? For I, another I are. S- podcast? <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I couldn't think of the word. Well, it's probably too big for me anyway. <laughs> I probably would use it wrong. It's probably not the one I meant. Stupendous? <laughs> no. Um, are you ready for another installment, I think, oh, is the word that oh. was in my brain. Another episode, another chapter. Another chapter, another, another series. No, this is not, this is a series. Yeah. Another, anyways, another Miracle Animals word. of the Bible? I am. I am too. Especially because this one is one of my favorite stories from the is Bible. It? Yeah. Well, it's a really good one. One of them. One of one them. One of them. Because I have other favorites well, as well. There's a lot of really good stories. The whole Bible is a pretty good story. It's true. Um, true story. I should say Might it's I add? one of my favorite Old Testament stories. Oh. I have other favorite Old Testament stories, too, but this one is a fave. All right. Well, there you go, Puppet Podsters. One of Stephen's favorite Old Testament stories is the one is one about a miracle animal of the Bible. Probably one reason, huh? Yeah. Because animals uh-huh. are pretty cool. And it's just a really great story to show God's power. Yeah, yeah. And actually, what we mean when we say miracle animals of the Bible is not that the animals themselves were miraculous. It means God used them to do miracles, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. So yeah. let's God tell is very them creative. which one it is. All right. You want to do it? You Since it is your one of your favorites, you can tell them. Oh, okay. Um, it is the story of Daniel... And the lion's den. Ooh. Dramatic. Very dramatic. So, we're actually going to read the story. Because yeah. right out of the Bible. God, we're just going to read the whole chapter. Yeah, God tells it the best. So, Stephen, you want to start? Yes, we're going to okay. read this in, like, parts. Well, not, like, act out parts. Like, two parts. But, like, two like, parts. I'm we'll going to read the it. first half, and Lydia is going to read the second half. All right, so this comes from Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set up over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give an account, so that the king may suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because Daniel was faithful, and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in the connection with the law of his God. Oh, can we pause there for a second? Yeah, yeah. I want to either teach or remind whether you know, maybe you know, so remind, or maybe you don't know, so we are learning this together, that Daniel was a Jew. So yes. that's kind of what they're saying. They're saying he is so faithful to his God. He's such a great guy. The that, one true God. Yes. <clears throat> that we're not going to find any fault in him unless we make it something that has to do with his religion. 
Um, so, and, and so Daniel was a Jew. He was living there because he had been taken captive to Babylon years ago, by years, years and years and years and years before by King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, so he had been there a long time and he saw many rulers and he had, you know, become... Um, well, kind he, of a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. He I'm knew he knew a lot of these people in Babylon. So yeah, they he watched knew who kings and different governments come and go and Daniel's still there. Yep. And very respected. Oh, by yes. a lot of people, not these guys apparently. No, they don't like him too much because okay. he apparently is too too good. They make yeah. them look bad. And they're a little jealous of him. Okay, yes. so go ahead. All right. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors, all agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition, which means like praying and like talking, Whoever makes a petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Hold it. I have a, a little issue. What? What's your issue? They all agreed. That's what they said. That's what they <laughs> said, but it's a lie. Yeah. For one thing, Daniel didn't agree, and yeah, he's he one of was these. one of the high officials. So that's a out-and-out lie. But Darius didn't know that because they didn't say, except everyone but Daniel. And he didn't know that Daniel said, but, so that's a lie. But also, there were like 120 satraps, like just the satraps themselves were 120 guys. Yeah, they all just thought this was a great idea. They all, 120 of them agreed? Me and Aaron is just this, just two people, me and my little brother, and we can't agree on a fast food place. <laughs> So yeah, I don't King know. Darius should have been a little suspicious of this. <laughs> I kind of feel like that too. Okay, go ahead. All right. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Oh, I got another little something. something oh, what, what sorry. Now? Okay. I just noticed that Daniel's first thing to do after he hears about this, don't pray to anyone but the king, is what? He goes and he prays to God. Yes. He did. He knew the consequences, but he went and prayed to God anyway because God was number one to Daniel. Yeah, he didn't go right to King Darius and say, um, just so you know, I heard about this thing you signed. I was not involved in that. I don't agree. He didn't go to King Darius right away. He no. went and he prayed right to God. 
Okay, sorry. All right, I'm going to read one more verse, and then you can take over the story, oh, Lydia. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, almost. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel, and he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Now, O king, that it is a law of Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his place and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Oh, he was really troubled. No, he couldn't even sleep. He was upset. Then, at break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. And he came near the den where Daniel was. He cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded... And those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they even reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Wow, what a story. Isn't that incredible, Puppet Podsters? God saved Daniel by miraculously closing the mouths of the very hungry lions. Yeah, but maybe the lions just weren't hungry. No, they were because there's a verse that says that they overpowered the other men that got thrown in. That's true, Stephen. That's very true. Good point. Thank I you. I was just feeding you a line. There. <laughs> <laughs> because you could think, well, maybe they, maybe Daniel, they just weren't interested in him. But they oh, were no. hungry, and they were violent, vicious yes. lions. Well, they were made for the king to be like a punishment yep. for anything that was done wrong. So they would have to be almost like a weapon. Yeah. You know what's sad about this story? What? Jealousy and hatred of God is so powerful, and, and it can... 
encourage you to do things that are wrong and also foolish. Yeah, those satraps were pretty foolish. Yeah. I mean, Daniel was good at his job, and and he was making everybody prosper. The plot to get rid of Daniel was bad for the country, and it was bad for the king. And it was even bad for the guys who even came up with the plan. Yeah, they were just so focused on getting Daniel in trouble that they were blinded by their hatred and their greed for power. Yep. Hey, let's make our verse of the day Daniel 6.27. All right, read it again. I will. It says, He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. It kind of reminds me of what I was talking about earlier, about how this isn't actually miraculous animals. It's the animals that God used to do miracles because the point really is, here is God. Right. And yeah. his wonder and his power and his control over nature. Yeah, well it kind of reminds me a little bit, Lydia, with um our episode last week about the ravens and how God used them in ways that were not natural for ravens to behave. Yeah. God did the same thing with the lions. Lions naturally aren't going to leave people alone if they're in their den. <laughs> no. And that was pretty obvious because that's that verse was spoken by King Darius. Yeah. Who didn't really follow God so much. And then he's like, check this God out. He's amazing. Daniel's God is the best. Yeah. (laughs) That's a cool part of the story, though, that King Darius realized that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that he did. Yes. Now, I don't know if you noticed, Puppet Podsters, but when in this true story did Daniel first demonstrate that he trusted God? Do you know, Stephen? I do know. You do know. Yeah. Yeah. But you was know, it in the so, lion's den? No, it was not. Nope. He didn't wait until he was face-to-face with a ferocious lion to show that he had faith. We see that he trusted God immediately when he went straight to God by praying, yep. even though he knew that it was against the law at the time. Yeah. And he, he knew, knew what the consequences were going to yeah, be. Yeah, and that would have been scary yeah. to know that you were going to be major, like put to death, basically. He was expecting to be put to death. But he was faithful. For praying, and he did it anyway. He was faithful to God to obey what God commanded him, not what man commanded him. Yeah. Actually, Daniel had made a lifetime of choices to trust God. It had become a habit for him. Not that it was always easy, but it was just what he decided to do. It's what he chose every time. Yeah, it was like his normal part of life. Yeah, he didn't wait until he was in the lion's den. He made it a he made it a point all the time. And that is a really important thing to think about, Puppet Podsters. Um, it's not easy to make that decision. Um, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, that was just the obvious choice and there aren't really any negative consequences. But if we don't make trusting God, going to him first, a habit, then when we get into our lion's den, then we're going to be in trouble maybe because we didn't make a habit of trusting God. And are we going to make the right choice? Are we going to be faithful? Are we going to stand for what's right? Yeah, the Bible actually describes Daniel as faithful. It does. Yeah, that's one of the verses that I read right in the beginning. It would be pretty cool of God to call us faithful, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, what an honor that Stephen would be. Stephen the Faithful. <gasps> wow. That, oh, that bring, that gave me chills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we want to serve Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Even when it's scary. Even when it's hard. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. There's your next miracle animal of the Bible, Puppet Podsters. Maybe you now enjoy Puppet Podsters. You know why. It's one of my favorite Old Testament because it's true epic. stories. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. It is. Um, uh, let's do jokes. Okay. a joke for you. Okay. What day is it when a lion eats? You know what day they eat on? No, what day do they eat on? (laughs) Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is Tuesday. I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Being Mac Macs are riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. good lion joke for you too. Alright. How does a lion usually greet another animal with a big roar? No. They say, Um, hi, I'm pleased to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) On Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Puppet Podsters, we are really glad that you joined us for this animal podcast. It was fun to share it with you. It yeah. It's a pretty great story about a pretty great God. Um, if you want to write us, we would love to hear from you. Oh, you know what? I was going to say I have to do our shout out. I could not forget. That would be terrible. If you were a camper from Explorer Week at Camp Barrico, we were so excited to meet you, and we hope that you had a great time yeah. trying out camp. And, and come back. Yeah, come back. I mean, go back. We don't live there. Or we true. just were visiting, too. Yeah. But you will enjoy it, even if we don't happen to be there. And maybe next time you can go for the whole week. Yeah. We hope you had a great time. Yeah. Now... If you'd like to email us, you can. StephenLydiaSing at Yahoo.com. Um, or you can tweet us at StephenLydia. So we can hear from you. Because uh, yeah. you're our friends and we love to hear from our friends. And we yeah. will write you back. Yeah. Um, you, your email might even get featured on a podcast. Oh, right. Yes. It might. For it might, our it listener might. email. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, you can visit our website at ghhinc.org. There's some cool stuff to check out there. Or you can watch our Adventures with Stephen and Lydia on YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is ghhinc. So much to do. So little time. <laughs> and also get outside. Yes. Go explore. Adventure. Have fun in the summer. It's great. Yeah. Especially when the weather's nice. And of course, you should tune in again next time. This has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands. <laughs>